Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. It's your boy Ramiz, joined with yours truly, Kenny. Uh, Kenny, how's it going? I think this is our first pod together, so uh, let's make some noise. Yeah, man. Um, new little team for a new season, I guess. Um, <laughs> Yearly didn't treat me as right as I wanted it to. Um, had a good little game with Madrid and Barcelona that made me a little cash, but, um, you know, on to this little um what 11 10 game NBA slate tomorrow yeah, since, a huge um, slate. <laughs> yeah. yeah hopefully um you know we could win some money from this one that's the goal right so it is a huge amount of slates so I think I think we decided to go with positions you know try to go with uh expensive mid-tier and a bit of a cheaper side of things uh so let's get straight into it let's start off with point guards you know as the as the first time it's our podcast I'm gonna let you go first all right, man. Uh, I guess the first player that's going to be up for us is, um, uh, you know, Bay Area rivalry game. Um, De'Aaron Fox for 8-7. Um, if you remember anything from last season playoffs in this matchup, um, outside of um, De'Aaron Fox, you can't really say there was too many consistent kings on the floor against the Warriors, if you remember correctly. <laughs> so for 8-7... I'm definitely attacking this, especially since this game should be one of the higher end games on the slate. And if you could give the Aaron Fox about mm, 20 field goal attempts, give him maybe about five assists, a couple rebounds, I really do feel like you're going to have a nice little 45, 50 point night for the Aaron Fox for 8-7. You know what? You you hit the money on that because I also agree. He was my expensive tier guy. I was looking at it and I'm like... What makes it even better is the fact that it's either Steph or Chris Paul or even Clay, because Clay's not moving like he was before. And Darren Fox is, like you said in the playoffs, was one consistent player showing up. And if there's anything that's going to be true about this game, it's going to be a really high-scoring game. So don't be surprised if you have a Kings or Warrior coming up. Uh, but yeah, Darren Fox at 8,700 is also one of my guys. I guess I'll move on to the, the mid-tier area. I was liking Trey Jones at 5,400. You know, there's a good amount of options, of course. Uh, but I like Trey Jones coming off the bench, and he had like 13 points, 8 assists. And I'm hoping he gets more game time because he was probably the difference maker in terms of getting Wemby involved in that fourth quarter. And at 5,400, I'm willing, I really like that stat line if he can do it again. Okay, okay. I'm a fan of that, but um, I guess this is going to be our first disagreement. Oh, no. Um, for the point guard mid-tier, I'm actually going to go with another uh, West Coast game. Uh, the little Utah Clippers game really do feel like this is going to be a pretty decent pace matchup. Good spots for a couple point guards, especially when you have um, some Westbrook minutes. Um, Ooh, speaking of, as a Clipper fan, I, I, I know how Westbrook <laughs> minutes can go, especially for um, opposing point guards. So um, I'm going with um, Jordan Clarkson as it's two. Um, really do feel like this is a spot where you do have a ceiling of getting you about 40 fantasy points. I really don't see him getting another 12 assist game, but I do <laughs> see him having a nice little um, 24 points, 27 points around that range, getting you about five assists. Might get you a couple rebounds and a couple steals, but really just seeing like about 35 to about 45 um, fantasy points in this matchup for him. That's a good pick. I, know I do like it. I'm also a Westbrook fan. And so it's tough for me to hear that, but it's true. Like, guards will usually be able to avoid his, uh, exploit his defense uh, tactics. Uh, my lower tier point guard in this case is Kaysen Wallace at 3,900. He's a guy who had a pretty nice 
uh, off the bench spark for the OKC against the Chicago Bulls. And he obviously is really cheaper. He, I mean, he's 3,900, so you can't expect a lot from him. But if he continues to get consist- consistent minutes and just be able to do what he does, which is have some couple of steals because he is a defensive-type point guard. And I think uh, in this type of matchup, I think he will be able to get some minutes. And if you're going for those high-end guys, I think Casey Wall is the guy you can definitely slot in at 3,900. All right, that's a nice little pick. I like it. Um, for me, I'm going a little bit more expensive than you, but still around the lower tier part. Um, for 4-2, I believe, you got Reggie Jackson going against Memphis. Now, I know you're thinking, like, eh, you know, smart, known as a little bit of a defender. Um, Derek Rose, known as a former MVP. But... I, I really don't see how the Nuggets don't um, actually have a nice little lead um, going into this game. And I really do think that with Reggie Jackson, um, I forgot how many minutes he had um, against the Lakers. I want to say it was around it was a good 15, chunk. 20. Huh? It was a good chunk for sure. Yeah. Um, and I want to say he was the most consistent player on the bench for the team that night. Um. So, like I said, I'm a Clippers fan. I've seen him play <laughs> his short sports a lot. I know if you get a hot hand, he's going to get you about 25 real-life points in less than 20 minutes. So, for this matchup, I really do think he can get you about 25 fantasy points, giving you about 15 points and about four assists. That's an interesting pick. I'm wondering if there's just maybe a bit of a Clippers bias coming in. But, no, I think that's generally a good pick because, like you said, their bench is – Obviously not the same as last year, so I guess Reggie Jackson definitely has a huge more of a role in this season. Uh, I guess let's move on to shooting guards. And I didn't go for too much for expensive, but I'm going for Mikhail Bridges at 7,800. I think Mikhail Bridges, uh, he's going to be going against, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was the... I'm having a brain fart here real quick. Uh, it was against Dallas, right? So I think it's going to be a great chance for him to exploit the matchup because it's going to be... Jeff Green or Grant Williams or all these guys who are all smaller than him and he also has that wingspan so I think it'll be really easy for him to get it to his scoring uh, spots uh, and on top of that I think defensively I think he's going to have a huge task in guarding Luka or Kyrie Irving so don't be surprised if he's able to rack up a couple steals or blocks and so overall I really like this matchup for Mikhail Bridges even though he did struggle in his first game I mean he only had 12 shots which was a bit strange uh, but I think he will be able to get back to form in this game against Dallas. All right, that's a decent pick. Um, I'm actually going to be a little more uh, spendy um, than that oh. pick, and I'm actually going to go with um, Don Dimitro for 9-4. Um, in this OKC matchup, I, I really do feel like uh, whenever I choose an over in an OKC game, I, I, I usually get granted with a – with, 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 a, with a little bit of money at the end of it. Um, so since I have this game going over this uh, total, um, I need to think, you know, where are these points and where are these field goals going to come from and what's going to be different than the last game they just played. Um, in the last game, the one outlier that I saw was, you know, a former Miami Heat player named uh, Matt Struess. Um, mm-hmm. 20 points came from him, also about 10 rebounds, a couple of assists. So I really feel like he won't get that same production 
And I feel like that production need to go to somebody else. And let's just go with a player who had almost a 30% usage rate last season, Donovan Mitchell. Um, so you put him in that spot. I really do feel like this is a possibility for him to get 45 to an upside all the way up to 60 fantasy points. If this is a competitive matchup, that goes over the game total. That's really true. I mean, Donovan is a great pick. I mean, he had a great first game, ended off uh, with a game winner. And what if you're surprised to do the same thing against OKC? And OKC are competitive, so maybe that game allows Donovan Mitchell to go to the stretch and do his thing in the fourth quarter. Uh, moving to my mid-tier pick, I would decided to go with OG at 5,800. Uh, OG is a guy who you saw in his first game got a bigger role, was much more involved, uh, was being confident, taking a lot of threes, getting a steal, his block. And in this matchup against the Bulls, where he might have more of an opportunity to do that because he's going to be guarding DeRozan, Zach Levine, so he'll, he'll be needed to play a lot of minutes. And I think this would be another great chance for OG to have a pretty solid stat line, and I'm willing to take that at 5,800. All right, that's a little decent pick. Um, for me, on my mid-tier, um, I'm actually going to go uh, back to the West Coast. I'm going to go to Portland for this one. Um, Shane and Sharp, um, I believe he's 5'3". I really do feel like in a match with Orlando, when they either got to choose, hey, do I want to actually have a defensive guard out there right now, um, a guard who could just um, you know, shoot a little bit but can't defend for a lick, or, you know, a rookie. Um, I really do feel like somebody who actually have a usage rate around, let's say, 24, 28% in the game that he played um, last night against the Clippers. I, I really don't see him that getting 20 real-life points against his team. Um, the game total do seem a little bit too low for me. Um, forgot what it came in at, but I thought it came in about eight points too low. But I really do feel like he should get you about 17 field goal attempts. And as long as he can connect on 40% of those, you're at least getting 18, 24 fantasy points out of him. Interesting. I wonder if the, you don't think the defense will be serious for him, though, with Jonathan Isaac, you know, Franz Wagner, all these tall forwards and big men? Oh, that's just going to be more free throw attempts for the guy. I mean, seriously. Um, Last time he played against a lengthy team that I can remember uh, last season, uh, Minnesota, they was throwing a little bit of length out there towards the end of the season. And I want to say he probably got to the line 10 times. With Isaac, he's been out of the game for roughly three years. Yes, he's a great defender three years ago, but he really don't show that minute production as a great defender Mm -hmm. anymore on the floor. I want to say last season, you only seen him out there for about 14 minute sprints and he wasn't really slowing too many people down. So Orlando, they do have late, but they also make a lot of young players mistakes. They send a lot of players to the line to give a lot of turnovers. And with somebody who can run a transistor pretty well, like Sharp, I really do feel like that would just be an advantageous spot for him. Mm-hmm. Portland definitely has a lot of transition play, and that's where Shane Sharp will probably thrive in. Uh, my next pick is going back to Brooklyn, I guess. That's Cam Thomas at 5,100. I mean, the guy dropped 36 points in his first game. Clearly, he's the bench of Brooklyn. And against Detroit's uh, Dallas, pardon me, not Detroit, Dallas's backcourt. I don't see him. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised to see him do the same. Obviously, not 36 points, but if he, I'm pretty sure he can still get into the 20s, 25 possibly, because he is one of their only scorers coming off the bench, if not the only one. And at 5100, I think that's a great uh, 
price to take him at because he could definitely have that type of uh, type of game against Dallas. You know, I, I will go that way. But um, if I remember right, Jack Vaughn, he said he shook his hand and said after he shook his hand, he knew he played too many minutes. So that's why he didn't get um, too much run in the second half. So I don't know Dang. if your coach is making decisions like that. It's a little scary <laughs> to <laughs> take a player for DFS. We're going to see more um, Ben Simmons minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was kind of hard for me to just settle for a player in that spot. So I actually ended up going with um, Durante, Chris Durante, um, three sets for Sacramento. Uh, it's not more of a flyer than anything, but I do feel like this is a high-scoring game. And with a player who can get you about 10 three-pointer attempts and connect on either sets of them or zero of them, um, I really don't mind taking that spot in the GPP. Um Good atmosphere, high scoring game, not that much of a defense that would be <laughs> really altering that shot too much. So I'm going to take a little flyer in a lineup or two on um, Durante. That's a high upside pick, but hey, if you hit it, it's going to work out really nice for you. Before we get into the small fours, I just want to make sure you guys know we have the DFS pass that's $5 per month. You know, in this, you get Discord ability to talk to me and Kenny if you want. You know, our expert advice is better than anyone else in uh, Sports Ethos. Uh, of course, you have DFS Delivery. You got the Pick'ems Daily. Uh, I believe Thrive Fantasy is also going to be included in the past from now on. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff you're missing out if you don't get this $5 per month DFS pass. All right, on to the small fours. Talk to me, Kenny. Who you got? Um, When it comes to my spend-up, um, I'm... Actually, going back to this um, Utah Clippers game, I'm going with um, Laurie Marketing for 9K. Um, I really do feel like even though we do have some pretty great defenders um, on the Clippers who are forwards, um, they allow forwards to actually score a good amount of points. And a player like Laurie Marketing, if I remember last season, he, he had a couple... 25 and 10 games on us last season. Um, I really do feel like a couple of our players' limits will be minutes will be limited. Um, I don't see George or Leonard going over 32 minutes in this game, and our bench just allows way too many points to um, starters <laughs> when we're out there. So you know, Laurie Markkinen, he's a 28 plus usage type guy when he's on the floor. He's going to get you about 25 points on a you know, floor night, I mean, on an average night, gets you around 15 points on the floor night. So in this spot, I really do see him um, having a nice little 45-plus fantasy point night for 9K. I like it. I like it. Laurie Markin, though, he is going to be playing small for That's a huge lineup for you now. I mean, you got Laurie Markin, John Collins, and uh, Kessler. Kessler. Yep. So uh, I guess yeah, he's going to definitely have the opportunity because I don't think they want to play Kawhi and Paul George a lot of minutes because they definitely want them for the playoffs this year, uh, hopefully. <laughs> uh, I didn't go too high in terms of the spending. I did like Scotty at 6900 I think Scotty, I mean, I am a Raptors fan, Kenny, so uh, maybe that's some bias that's coming out. But Scotty at 6900 I, I, I really like what he's doing for the Raptors in that first game. Clearly, he's going to be playing a lot of point forward. Uh, I mean, clearly being a help defender as well, who's... Got him like five blocks, which is pretty amazing for Scotty. Uh, so 
At 6900 I really like that price tag. As long as he can get me some assists, rebounds, blocks, steals, and points, I think he can get to all five. And at 6900 I really like that price. Okay. Um, I was actually a fan of that one, too, but I would take a little pivot. I would take a little pivot oh. and give the people a couple more Let's points. Let's go your pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, so I'm just going to go uh, up a little. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to go this route. Um, I'm actually going to go with uh, Keldon Johnson for sets nine against the Rockets. Um, I, I'm still not sure how this uh, Rockets team, I mean, this, um, well, Sorry, Rockets too, but even um, San Antonio team is really going to look. Um, so it's, you know, they, they do have Wimby, but I really don't see him being the highest usage player, especially, um, from this preseason sample size we had and, um, this Dallas sample size we had. Um, so I really do feel like you're going to have somebody who needs to step up and actually be that 20 plus point per game score. And against a Rockets team where... Like I said, I don't really know what lineups they're going to really throw out. <laughs> um, you know, let, let's just go with a high usage player who can get you a 30-point upside. So, Keldon Johnson's for six nine, gets you a nice little 30-5 and five game or something like that. 35, 40 fantasy points. You know, I feel like you can get that on a pretty huge slate. Take a fly on it for six nine. Yeah, I mean, that's a good price, I think. Based on the first game, I think it's Devin Vassell and Kelvin Johnson, who you're looking at the probably the main scorers of the team. Uh, so that's pretty on point in terms of picks. Uh, the second guy, I'm going with the guy who you were hitting on a bit in the beginning, and that's Max Struess at 5,600. Uh, you know, I'm joking. You weren't really hating on him, but you are right. That he's not going to drop 27 points, but uh, he did grab 13 rebounds, and uh, you're going against uh, OKC, and I believe uh, Jared Allen is out again for this game. So I think it will probably be Max Struess and Isaac Coro to run the three and four. So I don't, I don't see why Max Struess still can't have a solid stat line, and be able to run that pick and roll, uh, pick and pop. I believe he's been doing with Evan Mobley and just provide some spacing for Donovan Mitchell. Now, don't expect a 27 point performance because that was an amazing performance, but it's tough to uh, imitate once again. But I do like Max Struess being able to get you still like a solid amount of 15 points, maybe get you some rebounds. And at 5600, I really like that price. All right. You know, I, I'm actually going to go a similar route for my little uh, low-tier flyer. Talk to me. Um, similar role, same team, um, former sitzer, and that's uh, Niang. Um, I really do feel like for 3-4, especially on an 11-game slate, you need to get a little different. And, you know, same skill set that you said uh, Matt Struess had. I could just, you know, copy and paste your work onto Niang. And honestly, um, since he was in Philly for the majority of his career, you really always thought of him as having a low rebound rate. But I really do feel like his rebound rate should be a see a little bit of an increase, especially if you take Jared Allen off the floor and you um, add him into that small Cleveland lineup. Mm-hmm. Solid pick, going for upset on that one. I went with a bit more expensive. I went with uh, Josh Green at 4100. He's a guy who played 30 minutes coming off the bench, and I think he's a really electric guy who's going to probably get 30 minutes again uh, because the starting his competition was Derek Jones the third, I believe. And Josh Green has shown to uh, provide some stat line. Of course, 
don't expect anything crazy. He's 4,100. But if you want to go for these players, like Kenny mentioned, you want to go for Markkinen, you want to go for Darren Fox, then you're going to need some of these budget guys. And I think uh, Josh Green is someone you'd be willing to take a risk on. And do you have any other small forwards you want to mention? Or? Nah, that, that's all I have. All right, so let's get on to power forwards. Uh, I'll start off with this one. I went with someone who I don't usually go in DFS. I don't really like either in real life. Uh, but Julius Randle at 8,400. I think in this type of matchup, Julius Randle always tends to eat. Uh, and I don't think anything would be different this time around because he's going against Sadiq Bey or DeAndre Hunter. Of course, you're always scared because he might just be chucking shots. But, I mean, past performances against the Hawks, he's been amazing. And even in the regular season, he's solid. Obviously, if this was playoffs, that's a whole different topic. So thank God it isn't. Uh, but Julius Randle, I think, will have a great game at 8,400. And I believe... I don't think Sadiq Bey or Jalen Johnson, even though Jalen Johnson has played some great basketball, I don't think any of them will be willing to hold him down from having a great night. Okay. Uh, I think I'm actually going to go a route that um, of a player you might like a little bit more than Randall. Uh, it's going to cost you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But uh, for 9-5, I'm actually going to go with uh, Siakam in this spot. Uh, oh, I'm a fans, bro. <laughs> Come on, make me proud. Uh, <laughs> No, no, no. I really do feel like this is a possible triple-double upside for him in this spot. Um, I don't know what he... Last game, he probably had, like, what, um, 20 cents and cents or something around that range. So his usage is still there with the new coach. Um, actually, feel like it might get a little bit of a tick, if anything, because... Man, he shot awful last night. Yeah, um, he did. <laughs> That's why I'm surprised. Oh, got you 20 points. So, um, yeah. you, you know, um, Chicago, not really known for their defense as well. Um, do feel like with his rebounding and his playmaking upside, I really do feel like he can get you a triple-double in this game and it gets you around 55 CC fantasy points. Yeah, he, I mean, he definitely had a bad shooting tonight, but like you said, he still filled up the stat line a bit. So I think he, against Chicago, it might be, but as long as he hits the shots, you got a good night from him. Uh, I guess I'll move on to the mid-tier, and I'm going with, uh, I guess this is not really mid-tier, maybe a bit in between the budget and the mid-tier, and that's Keegan Murray at 5,200. Uh, I think we previously talked about how much of a high-scoring game this is going to be, and I think Keegan Murray is probably going to be a part of that. I mean, he's the rookie, I believe, last year who attempted the most three-pointers. And I think against Golden State, he's going to have the opportunity to do so again because obviously there is no Draymond. So Wiggins is the only wing defender or Kaminga, of course. Uh, and I think Keegan Murray, as long as he just does what he does best, which is shoot the three and shoot the midi, because uh, Darren Fox will get him the space and they will have uh, DeMonte Sabon as well attract some double teams. So I think Keegan Murray has a great chance to uh, attract some attention. Uh, pardon me. Uh, he just open and hit those corner threes. Okay, okay, that's a nice little pickup. Um, for me, I'm actually gonna go a little bit higher in the price range and um, go with Jeremiah Grant um, in that Portland Orlando matchup. I I really do feel like we didn't get a real feel for um, the type of role he will be having <laughs> with Portland this year um, in this Clippers blowout last night, and I. Uh, I'm pretty sure my best ball teams 
um, is hoping his role is a little better <laughs> than uh, what was seen as well. Uh, but if, if anything, if he can just be the same Jeremiah Grant that we knew for the previous years, um, I really do feel like this should be a decent um, 40 fantasy point spot for him. Um, I guess this will learn a lineup since, like I said before, um, this this team allow a lot of silly points to be scored off of transits and backdoor cuts, just simple points that most, um, I guess you could say, uh, mature teams don't really allow. And um, since he's basically the veteran president on that team, I, I really do feel like um, he could take advantage and take some exploits from um, these mistakes that these players make on the floor. Well, I hope our Orlando Magic fans are watching this because, Kenny, you're tearing their team apart, bro. You cheating trap about to have a good night. You got, you got Jeremy Grant having a good night. Poor Orlando Magic fans. Uh, but my budget pick is someone who I mentioned a bit before, and that's Okoro at 4,400. He's going to be sharing the front court with Max Drews, uh and Evan Mobley. Uh, solid night for him in his first game against Brooklyn. He had 18 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. And, I mean, damn it, but, I mean, if he can have a similar style to that at 4,400, you're getting exactly what you want, if not more value than that. And at 4,400, I mean, that's a great price to get him at. All right. All right. Uh, sorry, Magic fans. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if if anybody know me, I, I was talking about him for a while. I actually need to go with an MVP for my little um, low-tier pick, and that's um, Shah Sivesnikov, uh for the Kings. Again, I really do see this matchup going over total. And with his skill set, playmaking, and rebounding ability, as long as Mike Brown is giving him 18 minutes, I will be attacking this player in any high mat- high-paced matchup um, for the rest of the season, especially if you're getting him at 3-3. Um, his skill set is more than capable to actually get him about 30 DraftKings points in about... 30 minutes. Um, I, I should know that firsthand since he <laughs> won me two EuroLeague GPPs last season. <laughs> oh. uh, getting me 50 DraftKings points in 30 minutes. Damn. Um, I know his role isn't there, but his three-point percentage is there. His rebounding is there. Rebound rate is over 22% while he was in um, the EuroLeague. Um, when you transition this into the NBA, especially with the lineups he would be playing with, he should have the highest rebound rate as well unless they're trying to play um, JaVale McGee more minutes, which I don't see happening, especially against this Warrior team. That's an interesting pick, Bo. Hey, man, we love interesting picks here. And uh, you got some EuroLeague uh, expertise, so maybe that pick has some value. Uh, before we get into the centers, I, I do want to promote our NBA Fantasy Pass, which is at $6 per month. Uh, you get daily streams, recaps of the top lines of the nights uh, daily. And you get Discord access to the pros. And if you add two more dollars to that, you can get the all-sport fantasy pass, which also includes the NFL and the MLB. Uh, so hey, I'm going to let you end it off the centers, man. Start off the centers for us. For us. Uh, let's see. With the center spot, um, I actually don't have a high-tier play. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's spinning up on centers. Um so I just guess I will copy and paste my uh, Siakam since he has center eligibility, but um, I don't see myself playing anybody high up. But um, let's see if you want to 
Mid-tier play. I, I, I got one of those. Um, Evan Mobley for 7-3. Especially mm-hmm. with Allen being out, I really do feel like this is a nice little spot for him if he can keep himself on the floor. Um, hopefully he's going to be able to um, get you a few assists as well, take a couple shots as well. Um, since he, he he's playing pretty passive, uh, preseason and regular season so far. Um, I won't have too much ownership on him, um, uh, but I will probably have him in about four lines at that, um, seven three spot. Uh, yeah, that's a solid pick. I was thinking about Evan Mobley, especially cause he is going against Chet Holmgren. So it might be a much more of an easier battle, uh, because he did struggle in his first game against Nicholas Paxton. Uh, I also didn't go for a big player. So, oh no, for me as well. Uh, I just, I obviously had to spend more on my point guard, my power forward area. Uh, but I do, I do like Aiden at 6,200. Uh, I mean, you mentioned it, Orlando's transition D isn't good, <laughs> but uh, that has nothing to do with Aiden going crazy. But Aiden is a solid player, and I think uh, if he's motivated, he had a, he did struggle this first game, got into foul trouble, I believe, uh, against your Clippers. Uh, but we all know Aiden's really well capable of being able to have a pretty dominant game, and if he can get like 20 points, 12 rebounds, which is really possible from his case. Uh, obviously, it may be difficult right now because this is a team that is gelling. So uh, whether it's Scoot or Simmons, obviously, these guys have to find Aiton to get him those buckets. Uh, but at 6200 I really do like that price against Orlando because, yeah, they do have some wing defenders, like you mentioned before, Isaac, uh, Paolo, of course, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. But they are a bit undersized compared to Aiton, and I think I like Aiton's price at 6200 uh, I'll, so I'll talk about my other mid-tier player. Because uh, I got two, uh, I got Kevon Looney at 5400. Uh, in this matchup, no Draymond Green going against Sabonis and pick your poison. I mean, it's either gonna be Looney or Sarge, and I don't think Sarge would do well against the Sabonis. So I think Looney at 5400. Well, whether he has a good game or not, you're gonna have to play him for a good chunk of minutes because Demonte Sabonis is a tough force to reckon with in the post, and Looney is someone who has previously done it in that playoff series. And but no Draymond, you have a lot more pressure on him to perform. Okay. And those are some solid picks. Um luckily that is still my um second mid-tier pick. I was getting kind of nervous here. Oh um but I, I, I guess um I'm doing that just to get a little magic fan base here. But um <laughs> for since K, I actually like uh, Wendell Carter. Hey um, I know Last season, his rebound rate went down a little bit, but um, I'm going to say his first um, two years on the Magic, he actually had close to 30% deficit rebound rate, and especially in this Portland matchup, there will be a lot of missed shots. (laughs) Um, (laughs) As long as Wendell can actually stay on the floor, I really do see him having a chance at 12 rebounds, so... You know, I'm just going to give you a heads up right now. I haven't looked at any of the props, but if they give us Wendell Carter at 9.5 rebounds, I'm definitely playing the over on that, especially since this should be a closer matchup than um, Portland had against the Clippers and Orlando had against the Rockets. That's a pretty solid pick. Uh, he did, he's going to have a tough rebounding matchup, it looks like, it though, with DeAndre Ian and Robert Williams. Uh, I guess my budget pick is... Someone who I wouldn't really have in a lot of lineups, uh, but Isaiah Hunter signed at 4,100. Uh, he's a guy who I just think is much better in this type of matchup uh, against Atlanta uh, because Mitchell Robinson is just a player who just sometimes tends to struggle. And Isaiah Hunter, especially in that game against the Celtics, 
was the one who really helped Alexia back into the game. And he, he has tended to play these types of minutes. Uh, he did play around 26 minutes, so it's not really consistent in terms of if he gets those minutes. But if he can get you a solid 25 DK Fantasy points on a good night, I think that's exactly what you're expecting at 4,100. Got any budget picks? Oh, I definitely got a budget pick. Okay. Ah, man. Um, I'm actually going back to Orlando on this one. Oh. Going back to Orlando. Um, feels a little bit more like he's your rotational power forward than in your rotational center, but I'm actually going to go with Mo Wagner in this spot. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you mentioned, hey, you know, Wendell Carter might have a tough little rebound matchup. All right, so, you know, you feel that way. You could just spread them out a little bit. Uh, Run both the Wagners out there. And if I remember correctly, didn't Mo Wagner have a double-double against um, Portland twice last season? Yeah, he definitely had some solid games last season coming off the bench. I want to say, I want to say, I, somebody need to fact check me on that, but I feel like Mo Wagner yeah, actually did have double doubles against Portland last season. Um, so in that spot, I really do feel like if you need a flyer for three eight, um, Mo Wagner has some past success against this team, even though it's somewhat different. Yeah, I like that pick. You know, go bold, go risky. Uh, but I think you got those are rounds of our all our picks. Uh, hey man, this was a really good first podcast with you. I hope you guys all enjoyed. If you did, you know, always show your support by getting the NBA Fantasy Pass, six dollars per month, or the DFS Pass at five dollars per month. Man, you can talk to us even more if you get these types of passes. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at two nice. That's spelled T O zero underscore nice underscore. And Kenny, where, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me at Orange DFS. I'm always talking about basketball, anywhere from NBL, Euro Leagues, Women Euro League, NBA, NCAA men's or women's. Always talking basketball, always trying to tell you plays, always trying to win some money with y'all. Beautiful. I hope you guys have a good morning or good afternoon. See you later. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.